time. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Hi, back with you. Let's go. Hour number two of the show, Off and Running. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Staying connected to you here on the show because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. I'm still tickled pink with ceasefire fiber. It's fast. And that, boys and girls, is the understatement of the day. All right, so get your texts and calls and otherwise in. Love to hear from you today. Give me a shout on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Get to hear your voice. That'd be great. You can text me on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. 601 number, 885-ESPN. That's the country pleasing text line. A few texts real quick here, and then we're going to a different subject that is, you're going to think, boy, Matt's really going out of left field right here. Now, just stay with me. But these came in, we were talking football at the end of the first hour, on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Paul says... Matt, I have a big question for you. What's the salary difference of an NFL coach versus Power 5 college head coach per year? Now, second part of the question, he says, if LSU can go Kelly from Notre Dame, then why can't Jerry Jones go get someone like Andy Reid or Pete Carroll from their teams? I'm just saying, a proven head coach. I'm not saying Reid or Carroll. I'm just using them for example. You just don't see the NFL owners hiring away head coaches. Yeah, you don't too much, do you? Just just pick one up from one job and hire him away to the next and, and outbid, you know. Okay, a couple of thoughts just real quick. You go proven head coach. McCarthy does have a Super Bowl as a head coach in Green Bay. Okay, all right. It is what it is. Same. And the other thing is, too, you're talking about 32 owners that they all know each other and they all meet and they talk about what they want and don't want and they vote and agree on this stuff. And I bet none of the 32 owners – want a situation where one team is in a bidding war for the with the other team for the coach. They don't want it. So none of them get into it. <laughs> they just don't. <clears throat> they get into enough bidding wars over players. Unnamed texture says the Cowboys' offensive woes can be summed up in one word. Holding. <laughs> it's like every big play. Holding. Ten yards. It's second and 18. First and 18, you know. Jason in Flagstaff says, yeah, I remember I called when they signed Ezekiel Elliott and said they mortgaged their offensive line. Mm. Ready Teddy says, I wonder if my fellow Ole Miss fans are going to become a, quote, fan of the team that Matt Corral goes to like state fans did with Dak. Teddy said, shots fired. Well, what I would say to that, Teddy, is don't let recency get in the way of you remembering all the Giants fans we've had and still have in the state of Mississippi, but especially the ones we had from 2000, 2014. A decade and a half of just Giants fans popping up all over the place. Oh, I've been a Giants fan my whole life. Go Giants! In slap out Mississippi. Uh-huh. All because of Eli. And heck, they were easy to pull for now. And they won a Super Bowl in Eli's, what, third year or fourth year in the NFL? 
All right. No, here it is. All right, turn the page. Turn the page. I'm done with that NFL stuff. Until it's time to talk Chiefs again, then I'm all in. <laughs> Selfishly. All right, first up, we have a D1Baseball.com preseason top 25 for college baseball. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you where they rank state, the defending national champs, and Ole Miss in this year's preseason top 25. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you where they rank. But first, we weren't on the air yesterday because we were out for Martin Luther King Day. Had we been on the air, I would have brought this to your attention yesterday on January 17th, that yesterday was the 91st birthday of the incomparable James Earl Jones, born on January 17th, 1931, in Arca Butler, Mississippi. Yep, up there where the lake is now, close to it. There's a street named after him in that area. James Earl Jones. Yep, that guy. He was in Sandlot. Yeah, I know, Star Wars. They used his voice for that. But this is what I think about when I think about James Earl Jones. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes and they'll watch the game and it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters the memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces Ray, when the bank opens in the morning they'll foreclose people will come, Ray you're broke, Ray you sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us all that once was good and it could be again oh people will come Ray people will most definitely come ah yes that monologue by the great James Earl Jones in the movie Field of Dreams celebrated his 91st birthday yesterday he was born back in 1931 in the uh, state of Mississippi. All right, so there's baseball for you. There it is. Yeah, I know. NFL playoffs, heart of the SEC basketball season. Matt's talking baseball. So what? I know you want to hear. 
All right, so here it is. Uh, it came out with it, I guess, this morning. I think that's when I saw it. It was this morning. The D1 Baseball Top 25, preseason Top 25, going into this 2022 season, which, uh, by the way, it opens in a month. Isn't the first game February 18th? So it'd be like a month from today. I think it is. Well, here it is. Preseason number one in the country. The Texas Longhorns. Number two. Hey, listen up, Hog Jowl. Preseason number two in the country. The Arkansas Razorbacks, who were on a tear last year and virtually unbeatable until they ran up on NC State in their own regional in Fayetteville. Number three in the preseason, Vanderbilt. Duh. Number four, preseason, Mississippi State. Number five, Ole Miss. There is your preseason top five in college baseball according to D1Baseball.com. Okay, so that's your top five D1 baseball preseason top 25. One Texas, two Arkansas, three Vandy, four State, five Ole Miss. Here we go, six through ten. Six through ten. Six Stanford, seven Oklahoma State, eight LSU, brand new coach. Number nine, Florida, ten NC State. Robbed a year ago, just absolutely robbed. I will admit that they looked like the best team in the postseason. They are the team that beat Arkansas in Fayetteville. They are the team that, frankly, first few ball games they looked like the best team in Omaha. Did they have the pitching? I don't know. We didn't get to find out. 11 through 15 in the preseason poll. 11, Florida State. 12, East Carolina. Cliff Godwin, former Ole Miss assistant, now the head coach at East Carolina, has built that program. That's his alma mater. And they were in a uh, super, right? They were in a super regional last year in Nashville with their hands full and had a pretty good showing, but couldn't get through there. 13, Notre Dame. 14, Texas Tech. Can never write them off. And 15, Arizona. I don't even know who Arizona's new coach is after Jay Johnson left to go to LSU. Now, this might surprise you. Check this out. 16 through 20 in the top 25 poll at number 16 from the SEC East, Georgia. Scott Strickland has Georgia ranked 16th in the preseason. 17, TCU, even though they've got a new coach because uh, Jim Schlossnagel left to go to Texas A&M, but his former team, TCU, is now at 17. 18, Oregon State. 19, Tennessee. Yeah, played themselves into Omaha last year under Tony Vitello. It's a heck of a program. They've committed some money, going to build a stadium. And then uh, number 20 is UC Irvine. You're always going to have... Some of these uh, West Coast teams in this deal. And then 21 through 25 in the preseason top 25. 21, Georgia Tech. 22, Dallas Baptist. 23, Duke. 24, Long Beach State. And 25, Miami. So it's going to be in the opening weekend. State will be hosting Long Beach State in Starkville. Three-game series to open the season, and that'll be a – a top 25 deal. You have the fourth-ranked Bulldogs and the 24th-ranked, well, we call them the Dirtbags. But what's, their real, what's Long Beach State's real mascot? 
Do we know? I don't know. I don't know what they are. The Long Beach State something. <laughs> but they always were known as the dirt bags. But they're not the dirt bags. Let's see if I can get it right here. No? I don't know what their mascot is. Yeah, Long Beach State will open at Mississippi State one month from today. On uh, Friday, February the 18th. Three-game series in Starkville. The Long Beach State what? <laughs> Some of y'all are Googling it, right? If you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel. Don't be Googling stuff just because I don't know the answers to it. If you're not driving, maybe uh, look it up and let me know what you think there. Um, Texas finished the year ranked third. And, then, you know, they pretty much will line that out according to Omaha, but not always. Okay, so according to D1 Baseball, Texas finished the year ranked third. Uh, I'm certain, yeah, State was number one last year at the end, you know, because they win the Cosworth Series. So they finished one at the end of the year in these rankings. Vandy finished two. Texas finished three. They put Arkansas at five last year. They're two in the preseason. Ole Miss finished 13 at the end of the year in their poll. They start off five this year. And uh, let's see anything else. Teams that were not ranked at the end of last season, that were not in their top 25 at the end of last season, that they have in their preseason poll this year are Oklahoma State at 7. Florida was unranked there at 9. Florida State was unranked there at 11. Georgia unranked there at 16. Oregon State was unranked in there at 18. Georgia Tech at 21. Duke at 23. Long Beach State at 24. Miami at uh, 25. So you put in there looking for their what they call them? Yeah, what do they call them, Bill? Well, <laughs> They said, I put in what is Long Beach State called, and it says the 49ers, Dirtbag, and the Beach. <laughs> so there's three different names they call Three them. different ones, and I guess what, yeah. uh, it's, it's neat. Um, I guess they're the 49ers. So I guess the 49ers are kind of their official deal. Yeah. But see, like somebody responded on the, uh, on the text line and, and said Dirtbags, because honestly, in the baseball world, you hear Long Beach State, all you think of are the Dirtbags. And, I mean, they might as well be the official dirt. It's like, I think they adopted that back in the days when they were kind of like a – they were in Omaha. The College World Series seemed like every year or every other year back in the 80s, 90s. But um, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that would be a heck of a deal. You know, and it's – Bill, you know, I was thinking, so these kids from California, right? Yeah. And they're going to open the season at a southern school in the southeast on February the 18th, thinking, okay, southeast, we're thinking warm, baseball weather, whatever. But there's a chance on February the 18th that it could be 32 degrees and icy. Mm-hmm. Be lots of bees in the bat. <laughs> uh, sure somebody just called and said that their uh, their mascot is LB the Shark. E-L-L-B-E. Okay. E, I guess. LB okay. the Shark. LB the Shark. So, See, they got so much going on, I don't know they, what yeah, I mean it's like a it's like a, an identity crisis. It's like a West Coast version of Ole Miss. We don't know who they yeah. are. <laughs> um, Nate on Twitch says LB the Shark, Long Beach State. Okay, so the, but are they they're, they're not the Sharks. Okay, but they, maybe they have a shark mascot. But what is their nickname? I guess is what I should say. It's like <laughs> Dirtbags, one of the most popular. I think yeah. I mean they're just kind of known that way. But we'll find out what the official is between now and. <laughs> And <laughs> in, in February the eighteenth, that's uh, weird. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be a lot of bees in the bat if they come down here and it's it's in the twenties or thirties. Yeah, I know. Baseball, I know it. Uh, Ole Miss 
Okay, so State opens on the 18th, hosting Long Beach State. Ole Miss opens on February 18th, one month from today, hosting Charleston Southern. And uh, Southern Miss, Coach uh, Scott Berry and Southern Miss, not in the top 25, but always a threat to be there and get in the tournament. They will open the season one week from today, hosting UNA from Florence, Alabama, University of North Alabama. And this will be a little bit more of a typical schedule and year for um, Scott Berry and Southern Miss because last year they did the they did the no required non-conference and a bunch of four-game weekends in the conference, you know, because I mean, still remnants of COVID stuff and and got their number of games in, but didn't do it with non-conference deals. So, or a lot of the teams did. So this will be a more typical schedule for them versus what they've had the last few years. I'm I'm curious. Um, I will look up the schedule too for that opening weekend since it does start in one month and see. I would imagine we probably have a lot more interesting matchups in that week one, also around the country in the top twenty-five in college baseball. The sport itself kind of picking up a little bit, you know, more coverage, more conference networks. Yeah, for instance, okay, so. Opening weekend, February the 18th. Guys, start so early. You know, why in the world? Why in the world couldn't they push the season back and finish it later in July? Anyway, how many cares what I think? So a top 25 matchup to open the season in Starkville. State at four, hosting Long Beach State at 24. Also, third-ranked Vandy opening in Nashville on the 18th, hosting 7th-ranked Oklahoma State. That is a top-10 matchup to open the season, three-game series in Nashville. Vandy hosting Oklahoma State. That's fun. Any others? That's it. Those two. State hosting Long Beach and then Vandy hosting Oklahoma State. The only opening weekend matchups for D1 baseball, top 25 deal. Uh, Some other interests. Number one, Texas will open against Rice, hosting Rice there in Austin, um, Georgia opens with Albany. Tennessee opens with Georgia Southern. Oh, here you go. Sixth-ranked Stanford opens the season hosting Cal State Fullerton, who's always a threat. Ninth-ranked Florida hosts Liberty in baseball opening weekend. We talk about teams coming from the West to go South to open a year. 20th-ranked UC Irvine goes to Louisiana Lafayette for the opening weekend, February 18th, a month from today. Uh, TCU will host San Diego State to start the year. Oh, here you go. 14th-ranked Texas Tech hosting Michigan. Michigan not a top 25 in a preseason, but you know, two years ago we're in the College World Series finals against um, Vandy and kind of took them to the wire there. And that's about it in terms of ranked and interest in the opening week. All right. uh, You were were asking earlier about who the new coach is at Arizona. Yeah, who is it? Chip Hale. Okay, where'd he come from? Uh, See, I, think I, uh, I think he's one of their alums. Chip Hale. I wonder if he was on their staff and they elevated him. Could have been. He's yeah. A, he's a standout former Arizona uh, Wildcat, Chip Hale. Okay, okay, so he played there. Okay. He played there. Um, LSU is hosting Maine, the Maine Bears, in the opening weekend. Should we warn them? Weird stuff happens <laughs> when Maine comes over here to play. Um, so Jay Johnson left Arizona, goes to LSU, the new head coach there, got him ranked in the preseason in the top ten. He really did well in the whole transfer thing in the offseason, including some 
some of his former players at Arizona, including one who I got to learn his name, but is a big time prospect. But apparently, Jay Johnson's been tearing it up on the recruiting trail, also uh, in the early going there at LSU as their head coach. They're going to be good. He's a heck of a coach. Now, uh, let's see. Dog gone on the country pleasing text line. He says, I can't wait for the Bama coach to show up at the dude. <laughs> Could you play what he said? It gets me fired up every time. I'll go back and find it. Uh, I don't have it at, at my disposal right here, but I know what you're talking about. And that was in the – it was the Nick Saban show one night, and um, it seemed like it was early in the season. Eli Gold, the radio announcer, hosting that show. It's like dog talk for state, you know. They call it Hey Coach for the Alabama deal. And they interviewed him, the baseball coach, Brad Bohannon, who is a great guy. I'm just telling you all, he's a fantastic guy and a really good coach. He's improving them in Alabama. But he's getting on there kind of pitching his own fan base on how they need to support baseball and name, image, and likeness is going to be a big deal. And in there, he sort of threw a, a shot at Starkville. And the comment was, I mean, why would you go to Starkville other than to play sports? <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so they're really going to give him a hard time, right, when you have the series over there in Starkville this year. All right, more of your texts coming up. We'll get to the phones as well when we come back here in hour number two. Connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Stick around. The Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio right now. No. You got the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, I'm coming to the phone right away. Just hang with me real quick because I have the info. See what y'all think about this. See if this sounds like a Western version of something we've heard around here before. I'm going to try to read this on my handy dandy iPhone 12 from uh, C Spire, but. If I could show you this, I've been having eye trouble lately, and this is really small text on this website at Long Beach State. We're trying to figure out Long Beach State baseball ranked in the top 25 in the preseason. They opened the season at Mississippi State in Starkville, and one month from today, we've known them lovingly over the years as the Dirt Bags. It was a nickname, but it wasn't the official mascot. What are they? We didn't know. They have a shark, this, that, and the other. Here it is. Last week, Long Beach State, this is back in 2020, so this would be August of 2020. Unveiled its new mascot, Long Beach State, unveiled its new mascot, LB the Shark. LB, Long Beach, LB, one word though. It's just the latest rebranding attempt on campus after retiring its Prospector Pete 49ers mascot a year earlier in 2019. There's more. Much like people not changing their minds about aliens, Long Beach State Athletics fans aren't changing their minds about the 49ers situation just because they got a shark mascot. Here, I'm reading this. To be clear, the university, Long Beach State, has adopted the new mascot. The university's athletic department has not. Are you confused yet? Long Beach State Athletics Director Andy Fee has said many times that the school's sports teams, while no longer going by the 49ers, this is last year, will not be going by the Sharks. They'll continue to be called 
beach. As in the beach. As in let's go to the beach. Build a sandcastle on the beach. As they have over the last few years. With the exception of their baseball team, which will remain the dirtbags. Got it? And done. Hit me up on the comments, the text line. I'm coming to those texts in just a sec, but right now we'll flip it over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer on line one. Gator Greg. What's up, Greg? I don't know if you talked about it. Did you and Mary Liddy watch the Nickelodeon uh, broadcast of the game Sunday? Man, listen, it was on, and, and I showed her one time like they were doing a field goal, and the whole goal, goal post was SpongeBob. And I showed her, I said, look, they're yeah. doing Nickelodeon stuff. She was not interested at all. She was doing something else, and she was like, oh, okay, cool, and then went right on doing what she was doing. Okay, I, I, I thought that it was fun, you know, when when they made the kick, then SpongeBob would go from frowning to smiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it well, wasn't I, bad. It really I, wasn't I bad. Little, yeah, right. It was pretty – I thought that was maybe at least the way the Cowboys play. <laughs> Mr. Wyatt, I mean, you know, you kind of compare your guy Mahomes – Josh Allen, even Joe Burrow in his playoff debut, uh, you know, Dak got a had to pick it up. I mean, and and it, he's you wonder now is he is he taking a little bit of a hit? Mm-hmm. You know, like in the playoffs now. I know he's only been there. What maybe is it like his third playoff game? You, you know, and it sometimes it takes you a while. But when you compare the way your guy played Mahomes, that's going to be a tremendous matchup with Josh Allen. Awesome. And Joe Burrow, talk about his debut. Do you think just Joe Burrow is just special and got it? And, hey, can they go up to Tennessee? A lot of people are looking at them to maybe upset the Titans and, 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 and be there in the championship game against, you know, the Chiefs or Bills. I think a lot of people are on the Bills where you can see one of these guys. But uh, you look at the Cowboys, you know, I think a lot of that fault goes with McCartney uh, because what the Cowboys' strength was their offense. The passing offense, that was a weakness of the 49ers. They couldn't exploit it. They had seven points going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, it, sometimes it happened. But I'm kind of curious to see if Dallas makes a change at coach. And, and what Dak does from this, he's got to, you know, to me, got to step it up and, and play, especially when you're comparing them to those other quarterbacks I mentioned because he's making his money and he deserves his money. I would have liked to see him play better like a lot of folks. Only other point I want to mention don't forget about your basketball team up there, Mr. Mr. Wyatt. They're doing a good job in the SEC. Yes, they are. Got two big games this week with Florida and Ole Miss. You win those, you're 5-1 and one in the conference. Or if you split them, you're 4-2, and two, and you look like you're going to be an NCAA tournament team. We, we know we love baseball, but let's not forget about those uh, the basketball uh, Bulldogs. I think they're having a great year. Let's see them make the tournament. You're doing a great job, Mr. Wyatt. Uh, maybe next year you can get Mary Liddy in there and you, you and her can practice calling the SpongeBob game in the playoffs uh, with, the, with this line. Let's get her doing that. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Great to hear from you. Hey, and he's right about basketball. We're going to get into that before the show's done. You got Ole Miss playing tonight, State tomorrow night. State a big win, knocking off top 25 Alabama. Uh, that was a huge win for State and its program. Uh, so, you know, we'll get into some of that. Women, not so much. Ole Miss women are playing really good basketball and just thumped Mississippi State women this past weekend on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, you know, look, you watch the Cowboys play throughout that game and you compare I'm, – I'm, I know I'm touching on coaching. 
it's not tightly wound enough, okay, for my taste. That's a broad term. Let me be more specific. It's, it's hard to be specific without being too specific sometimes. You get a penalty on first down in a key situation, and it's now backed up, and it's first and 15 or first and 18, depending on the situation. Well, if you're at the 50 or across the 50, what are you thinking in a tight ball game? Well, you're thinking we're in four-down territory, potentially. We're one first down from first down territory. So if that if there's any chance that you could play into four down territory, meaning we will go for it on fourth down because of the position on the field, then on first and 15 or first and 18, what don't you need? You don't need 18 yards on first down. Now, if they line up in zero man and you're going to throw a slant, you complete a slant and they fall down and you run, okay, that's different. But they're going to back off in zone and keep you in front of them. What don't you need? Take the yardage. You take the five yards and get it back second and ten. You take the eight yards, make it second and, you know, eight. You take what they give you and get it into a manageable third down. So many times in that game, and I, I it is a combination of play call from an offensive coordinator and quarterback and mindset. You have to be super aggressive, but also you're you're managing a game. It's like a a great golfer with all this talent goes out here in an 18-hole round, and he's got to manage the course. There are times you're not going for the green. You know, you're setting yourself up for par. You're not trying to eagle every par five, and you know, unless you're Tiger Woods. There's sometimes that you're trying to be this side safely, so we're going to go up there and par this thing. You know, put it in a fairway. You club down. I just. It, it, it what it's not a they weren't smart and it goes for everybody involved with that offense and the other thing is too as the game went on they protected a little better on the offensive line but that's because Bosa got hurt and then 54 got hurt prior to those two guys getting hurt they could not block them period couldn't block them couldn't block them so you're telling me you're going to pay me as a coach, and it's my job to self-evaluate as much as I opponent evaluate going into a game, okay? And, and we can't have something to keep them off balance. Let me ask you a question. In a game where the entire first quarter, pretty much the whole first half, but certainly the first quarter, you couldn't protect them. Everybody talking about it. The whole panel of experts going into the game is talking about it. You can't block Bosa. They can't protect against Bosa. Okay, you know that. Let me ask you this. How many screens did the Cowboys throw on offense? Go back and watch the tape. I'll tell you how many to a running back. Screens. Zero. Not one. With an offensive line that has a hard time pass blocking and a defensive front who's rushing four, only rushing four, and we can, so, so we can run a screen to offset some of their rush from their defensive end, and they've dropped – Okay, eight in coverage on their defense. So we'll run a screen to a back with five off or four offensive linemen down blocking in front of it. So what if you only make five? Call the screen. Now we just going we can't run it, so we're just gonna drop back. Tell me how that works. Go ahead and tell me how that's gonna work out. Then the only way you keep your quarterback from getting injured is to what? Get five holding calls. 
it's just it's not put together well. It doesn't make sense for who and what they are. I think they they don't they don't self scout very well. They didn't like to me, and they certainly weren't ready to play the game physically. So there you go. That's Cowboys. What else was he talking about? <laughs> oh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals going to Tennessee. Let me tell you something. Remember, I told you this on Tuesday. When is the game? I'll look it up and see when the game is. But remember, I told you this on Tuesday. The Bengals are not beating the Titans in Tennessee. And they certainly aren't going up and down the field on offense against Tennessee the way they did against the Raiders. The Raiders' defense and the Titans' defense are on two different planes over here. Plane, P-L-A-I-N. Yeah. Planets. It's a whole different proposition. Remember I told you. Playing on a natural grass surface versus playing on the artificial surface in Cincinnati. Two different deals. What if it rains? <laughs> I mean, it's cold in Cincinnati. The cold, whatever. I'm just telling you, whole different challenge for Joe Burrow facing a Titans defense in Nashville versus playing the Raiders at home. Just totally different. And, and to be fair... It's kind of like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Look, you're, you're at home, okay? You put up 42 points on the Steelers, and Mahomes throws for five touchdowns on 30 of 39 and 400 yards. Guess what? He ain't doing that against Buffalo this week. Entirely different challenge facing the Steelers last week versus the Bills this week. Totally different. Now, also to be fair, and this is being brought to my attention on the Country Please and text line, somebody says, you also told us Bama would beat Georgia by 21 points. Okay, that's true. (laughs) And I told you to remember, and you did, so I can't really say anything, can I? I'm just sort of stuck here with my foot in my mouth. Basketball next. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. And here comes Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch. Whoa! It's a high five! Knocking him out of the park for great sports talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah, we did mention baseball earlier. Uh, Saints SBO9 on Twitch said early games for state this year that are interesting in baseball. Tulane in New Orleans and Texas Tech in Biloxi. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah, somebody texted this show and said discipline. Defense, stop them, then you jump off sides. 14 penalties versus the Cowboys. Cannot win with that lack of discipline. That discipline, that's coaching. Yep. In regards to the college baseball rankings, you had Texas 1, Vandy 2. No, Texas 1, Arkansas 2, Vandy 3, State 4, Ole Miss 5. And Next Gen Reb texted the show and said, just imagine if this ranking had come out after Texas joined the SEC, all five of the top five would be SEC teams. The SEC, folks, is a baseball conference, right? <laughs> Now, football, too. And not bad at basketball. More on that in a second. 
Um, okay, let's go trivia in the Wayback Machine real quick. Hold on to your hat. First up. On this day, January the 18th, 1975, this show debuted on CBS. Where we're moving on. George and Wheezy. Remember Wheezy? <laughs> and remember um, the maid? You know, uh, at, at Mississippi State baseball games, when they walk players and then move guys up the baseline from first to second, second to third, the PA guy plays this. <laughs> I love it. Big finish. Here we go. The Jefferson's on for 10 years, abruptly canceled in 1985, and then um, a lot of those – some of those same actors, actresses, then went over to the show 227. Remember 227? Yeah. That was a great show. Used to love that one. All the shows back then had great theme songs. Oh, I mean, they were all... Okay, well, I got one more for you there. Mr. Yeah. Segway, Mr. Segway himself. Yeah. Bill. Great theme song. All right, so that was that one in 75. Um, here you go. Same day, January 18th, 1978. The 100th episode... Of this show aired on the same network, CBS. Good times, Dino Mike. Here we go. Temporary layoffs. Good times. Good times. With Jimmy Walker. Jimmy J.J. Walker. Yeah, Jimmy J.J. pushing Social Security now. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Social Security <laughs> things on, on, yeah, on all the commercials. Jimmy Walker. Dynamite. He's now, yeah. Get AARP. It's Dynamite. <laughs> Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. That's great. Dino Mike. Hey, do you remember how they used to sign shows off too? Like you said, Bill, they they had great theme songs. They did, yeah. but then they they would have like a different version as their sign off. Every show did. Temporary layoffs. Good times. Good times is recorded on tape for a live audience. Now think about that. Good times is recorded. What is it? On tape in front of, in front of a live, live audience. Live audience. <laughs> tape, tape, live audience. We're going to get this idea of live across there. 
you know. Anyway, I knew you'd enjoy that. Mm. I knew you would enjoy it. Good times. 100th episode in 78. I don't know how many years they were on. They were on for a good bit. Uh, of course, Jefferson's. It was either nine or ten seasons, however the dates actually worked out. Uh, they went through up through about 85. Uh, you also had Super Bowl ten on this day back in 76. It was the Steelers and the Cowboys. Steelers won 21-17. 80 million people watched on CBS in 1976, Bill. That was a humongous rating for 1976. Of course, you know, in 76, you have what? ABC, CBS, NBC, and that's it, basically. I don't even think there, there was no Fox in 76. No, uh-uh, there wasn't. There was so, three channels. You get 80 million people on there watching it back then. That was a big deal. Big deal. You have more than that now, though. More than that now. Okay, so... Uh, teasing it for a while. Here it is. Basketball results from the weekend. You saw it, but let me give you the schedule, too. So, first up, State, a big win. 78-76. The last, oh, two minutes of that ball game were really kind of iffy. Not comfortable for Mississippi State, even though you thought it would be there for a bit. It looked like they were going to pull away, hit free throws, win by 10. And then here comes this missed free throw, and Alabama hits that shot, and it was 78-76. State knocks off Alabama, who was previously ranked 24th. State went to 12-4, and 3-1. It's a big, big win at home for State, especially about to hit the road. Uh, Ole Miss that night hosted Auburn, and the scenario was going into Saturday night, Baylor was the number one team. They'd already been beaten once. They got beat again. Whoever it was beat them. Oklahoma State, somebody beat them. So the whole world was saying, well, look, if Auburn goes to Ole Miss, just takes care of business, Auburn's going to come out ranked number one. You watch and see what happens. So everybody talking about that, and Ole Miss all of a sudden for the first seven minutes of that game is blowing the doors off that ball game. They were up by like 13 points with seven minutes left, but Auburn came back, wound up winning by nine. Um, Kentucky blew out Tennessee in a top 25. Arkansas unranked, went on the road and upset 12th ranked LSU. This is men's basketball, and that's pretty much it in terms of of note. Okay, and then tonight. Ole Miss will host Missouri. It's on ESPNU, a 6 o'clock tip at the Pavilion. Ole Miss needs a win bad. Missouri is 7-9, 1-3. Ole Miss is 9-7, 1-3. Tennessee is at Vanderbilt tonight, trying to rebound after getting whipped by Kentucky this weekend. And tomorrow at 5.30 Central on the SEC Network, State is at Florida. Okay, real quick, standings on the men – uh, in the SEC, I'll give that to you. I did mention to you also, Ole Miss women beat State in Oxford on Sunday. Beat them bad. Thumped them. And they really stretched it out there at one point. It's the first time in many years that the Ole Miss women have beaten the State women. Ole Miss women are playing good basketball. State, you know, it's just sort of like the backslide continues. You hate to say it, but that's just the reality uh, from the Vic Schaefer teams. Okay, men's standings in the league Auburn is a perfect 5-0. A&M is a perfect 4-0. And then you have Kentucky and Mississippi State both sitting there with one loss. Kentucky's 4-1. State's 3-1. Uh, LSU is 3-2. Vandy is 2-2. Two and, two, and then everybody else is below 500 right now in SEC play. Uh, three teams at 2-3 and three in the league. That's Alabama, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Um, you have four teams in the SEC at 1-3. That's Florida, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and Missouri. Georgia bringing up the rear in the SEC at 0-4 right now in SEC men's basketball. All right, we have time before we're done. Over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone, Brandon, hanging on line one. What's up, Brandon? 
Hey, Matt, I just, with you playing all the 227 and stuff, some stuff started rolling back. Um, do you know what I thought of this weekend? I don't I was just literally sitting at the house and it, and it crossed my mind. What's that? Uh, you may not be old enough to remember. I don't know how old you are, but. 45, you 45 years old, born in 1976. I was born July 6, 1976. So okay. We're the same age. Okay. Uh, do you remember the Lead Coast Shuffle? The who? The Lead Coast Shuffle. No, I don't do think I do. remember that. No, I don't think I do. So, yeah. Eb, do you remember Eb off of Green Acres? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's from Laurel or whatever was from Laurel, but right. he was on there. I don't know, Bill. Do you? I don't. don't yeah, you know he Bill used to do all the Leadco commercials for him. He was a yeah. spokesperson, and they sold siding and windows and that oh kind of stuff. God, and he would come on and start doing the Leadco show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When that song got Hold in him. your head. And Jerry Jerry Clower came on there a couple of times yeah. too. But I, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. So yeah. have a good day, guys. Yeah, I appreciate right. it, Brandon. Okay, the lead co shuffle. Yeah, old Eb. This is old Eb doing the lead co shuffle. And but but yeah. he, am I right, Bill? He was saying it was in, like in local advertisements. Yeah, there's the local business here in, around the Jackson area, Leadco. They call them Leadco. Okay. Their, well, I guess maybe that's commercial. why I didn't They're see They're pretty it. much statewide, though. So I would love to get a hold of that and, and see some of it. You could probably find it somewhere. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to try to Google it, see if I can't find somebody has got video of it somewhere. The Leadco yeah, Shuffle. Like, yeah, 30-minute <laughs> infomercial type things, and he'd do all their 30-second spots. And <laughs> yeah, old Eb. Laurel, Mississippi. Yeah, and, and he... He passed away what two years ago, twenty nineteen, yeah, I think, or hadn't been long. Yeah. It hadn't been long at all. And he mentioned, I mentioned two two seven, because it was on our. I always think of that when I think about the Jeffersons because of, um, you know, the, the actress who played, I guess Marla Gibbs, who played Gibbs. the. She was the maid on the Jeffersons. She was the main character playing uh, Mary on two two seven, you know, yep. and. and and the story that I read was they wanted to do the show 227, but some of the same people were involved. They didn't pull it off as long as the Jeffersons were on the air. And as soon as it got canceled in 1985, immediately they jumped over and started producing and getting together the first season of 227. Um, I think that's how that worked. Anyway, it's something I read about. Brandon, thanks for the call. Bill, I appreciate you, man, as always. Thank you. Thank you, too, you sir. For Bill, you too. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. We will see you tomorrow on Hump Day. See you then. Same time, same place.